Welcome to the Caring Advisor Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Elizabeth Brickman, the Caring Advisor. Would you like to experience financial happiness? As a former finance professional credentialed in biblical finance, I want to help you close the gaps, heal the hurts, and put God at the center of your finances. Hey, before we start today's episode, I just want to let you know about something. I know everyone is so busy, and you may be listening to the podcast and you haven't subscribed, but if you haven't, you may want to do it right away. And the reason is, I have written a special e-booklet that I'm going to send to all of my subscribers over the next two weeks, and it's 25 Secrets to be financially healthy and happy. Now, these are no ordinary secrets. You are not going to find these secrets anywhere, I don't think. They are different, they are quirky, and they are biblical. And the best part is, after each of these 25 secrets, I'm going to show you the Bible scripture that confirms them. You know, sometimes you hear somebody say something about something really clever to do, but where is that in the Bible? Well, now you will have it. And these are fun secrets that I learned over 25 years. So make sure you subscribe to elizabethbrickman.com so you'll get your gift. On today's episode, I want to share Five aspects of how our relationships with our mothers affects our relationship with money without our even knowing it. And I'm going to offer five ways to fill the mom gap in your financial life if you have one. Oh, our mothers, we love them and we blame them for not being perfect as if there were a litmus test for her or for our own childbearing. We feel entitled to motherly perfection and disgruntled about mommy's imperfections. And in one of those areas where we wrestle between entitlement and disgruntlement is within our subject, money. On one occasion, I grumbled to the Lord in prayer, about my own mother. I said, but she is so imperfect, Lord. And I felt an immediate response from heaven fill my spirit. The voice of Jesus snapped back with, and that's perfectly okay with me. Wow. Her imperfection is perfectly okay with him, with the Lord? Yes. And your imperfection and my imperfection is perfectly okay with him because his sacrifice covers our imperfections and his sacrifice covers your mother's imperfections too. Who has spoken more into your life than your mother? Can you think of anyone? And those words were spoken over you during many life stages, six life stages in particular, when you were a baby, a toddler, a school-age child, a preteen, a teenager, and an adult. So you've experienced many changes in who you are 
but your mother had fewer changes because she was already an adult. So who's the one who's had to change six times and adapt? Not you, but her. She had to create a brand new relationship with you at least a half dozen times at different stages of your development. When you were a baby, toddler, school age, preteen, teenager, and adult, she had to create a new relationship with you to meet you at each of these stages. I think about words, words that were spoken. We blame our mothers for what they've said. We blame her for bad things, hurtful things said, wrong things said, inaccurate things said. You know, in Proverbs 10.19, it says, When words are many, transgression, meaning sin or wrong, is not lacking. I'll read that again. When words are many, transgression is not lacking, but whoever restrains his lips is prudent. But your mother, unlike maybe a friend or a colleague at work, your mother could not restrain her lips. She had to guide you and keep you safe and grow you up. Sometimes we blame mommy for what was not said, specifically for not teaching us about money. Or we blame her for how she handled money. Maybe she overprovided. If she did, then you never had a chance to build or develop the muscle of financial endurance. Why did she overprovide? I don't know. She might have been fearful of your love as you changed through those six life seasons when she felt she had to win you all over again. Or she may have brought her own generational woundedness to you based on what her own mother did or did not do. Maybe she was overly cheap or overspending or she was over-controlling and long ago you were over it. And sadly, in some cases, you were also over her. And those unresolved issues and unhealed wounds with our mommy affect our money. Our identity and relationship with money is based tremendously on our early relationships. And this is central to my financial thesis, that our emotional wounds, unhealed and unresolved, find expression in our identities and in our relationship with money. As a 25-year financial professional, I saw it all the time. I mean, sometimes I think we're all still little children running around in grown-up bodies. We have boo-boos, and we still want mommy to fix everything, and we still blame her for what was wrong. There are four ways I've noticed that money becomes our mommy when we're grown up. One is, do you financially indulge yourself without restraint? Do you aggressively do for yourself what she did not or could not do for you? Do you prove something to her in the way you use money? Do you blame her for how she messed you up with money? Dear one, stop it. Stop it now. We must grow up in all things to Christ. 
You can learn about money now. You can get it right. It's easier to learn everything as a child. I almost learned Spanish in sixth grade, and I wish I would have stuck one more semester with it. I would have had it. I was so close. When I tried it again in my 50s, it was harder, and I gave up. It's the same with money muscles. It is easier when we're younger. If you have children, teach them when they're young. But unlike learning Spanish as a second language, learning to manage money is not optional because we'll all be interacting with it all the days of our lives. You know, I now regard the financial devastation and wipeout I experienced as a child as a blessing because it forced me to develop money muscles that would serve me so well as an adult. So you didn't learn what you wish you had? Okay, it's not hopeless. Learn it now. Yes, you'll have to try harder, but you're a grown-up. Whichever kind of mommy you had, don't punish them now in the way you interact with money. Don't punish tightwad mommy for not providing or for under-providing your care. Don't replicate indulgent mommy by overspending in your own life. Be a wise, blessed, well-moderated steward of God's money. It may be up to you to break generational financial curses in your family, and you most certainly can do it if you set your mind to it. You may be appointed to break a generational curse that has lingered in your family over many decades. There are spiritual and financial risks of making money our mommy. Do you see it? There are risks. You may harm yourself financially in a myriad of ways. You may repeat a financial pattern that will wreck your life. Or you may waste your life because of financial rebellion. And believe me, I have seen rebellion more in adults over the age of 40 than I have in any teenager. Rebellion in an adult is more dangerous because there is no authority that they perceive to stop them. You, if you do not take charge of any dysfunction or lingering unhealed wound, you may unintentionally reinforce a generational curse, which could be broken if you would only just break it. Now, we know the fifth commandment is to honor our mothers and fathers. It's the only commandment that comes with a promise that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. That's in Exodus twenty twelve. So let's talk about the mom gap, if there is one, and how do we fill it? I'm going to give you five quick ways. Now remember that mom is probably older now and she may already be in heaven. So everything we're going to do is about you and your life and the Lord. So number one, thank God. Thank him for giving you imperfect you, your life, through imperfect her. I think I have to say that again. 
Thank him for giving imperfect you your life through imperfect her. Remember, he, the Lord, is the potter. You and I are merely the clay. He made you for his purposes, and he used her, your mom, to carry you. But maybe you're someone who had a mom who was used to carry you and to raise you. In other words, you grew up in a traditional household, in her household. And some of us even get to have a mother who not just carried us, raised us, but also became a best friend to us. And of course, we all want that. But my friends, even if she did nothing more than carry you to term, she did something great for you. She delivered God's child to this world. So we all need to stop grumbling and start thanking God for giving you life and thanking her for carrying you. I said I'd give you five. I'm going to give you number two. Forgive her. So number one was thank God. Number two, forgive her. If she didn't get it right financially for you, forgive her. But why did God allow it? I don't know. Probably the same reason he allows you and I to get away with our failings. Forgive your mother so he, the Lord, can forgive you. Because if you don't forgive her, he won't forgive you. I know. Matthew 6, 14 and 15 says, and this is my paraphrase, okay? If you forgive your mother her trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive your mother her trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Of course, you know the correct way is if you forgive others or don't forgive others, but we're talking about our mothers today. You forgive your mother, he'll forgive you. You don't forgive your mother, he won't forgive you. Number three, realize your mother could not teach what she did not know. I have to say that again. Realize your mother could not teach what she did not know, and neither can you. If she didn't understand God's wealth, I call it wisdom wealth, then she would have been completely ill-prepared to teach you or coach you about wealth and about how to use money. So you're going to have to turn to godly others and to God himself. Good thing he wrote a book about all this with 2,300 references for how to work with money. It's called the Bible. But no matter how dearly your mother loved you, she could not teach what she did not know. Number four, her path is not your path. Your history with her is not your destiny. You're an adult now. It's time for you to take charge of your financial path. Learn what you need to learn. Do what you need to do and be present. The past is in the past. Let it live in the past. Whether it was a great past or a horrendous past, it's over now. By God's grace, you made it into adulthood. 
It's now your turn. It's your time. And lastly, number five, if you were given the chance to have a second mother in your lifetime, or if you are given the chance at some time in the future, don't waste it. Don't squander it. You say, how could I ever get a second mother? Well, maybe by adoption. You may be adopted. Don't squander the chance that you're having to have a second mother. Or maybe you have a mother-in-law who is motherly or like a mother to you. Or maybe a parent remarried, as did mine. I was fortunate enough to get a second mother I adored. Her presence did not negate the status or attributes of my birth mother. It did not take anything away. It added. It filled out. It was one more person who could love me in that motherly way. It was one more person God used to meet my needs. Maybe you have a second mother because you have a special aunt or other relative who feels like a mother to you. Maybe you have a motherly friend. I have several. Actually, two of my friends know that they are a motherly influence to me. And one of those two is only slightly older than me. I think she's only four years older than me. And I have another friend who is a mother mother substitute or a, a, a second mother to me who doesn't know it. She's slightly younger than me, and she has no idea that I look at her in that way. Sometimes we are stealth daughters to our surrogate mothers who don't even know we look to them for love and wisdom. I think the Bible actually encourages this. The Bible says that a noble woman opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. The Bible instructs the older women to train the younger ones and not just their daughters. There are many places to receive the mothering each of us secretly longs for in that tiny little hole within our hearts that never closes up no matter how old we get. There are many places we can look for mommy, but dear one, never, and I mean never, look to money to be your mommy. God bless you and your mother and your daughter on Mother's Day. And remember, you don't have to be perfect to be perfectly okay with the Lord. Bye for now. Let's continue our conversation. Subscribe and be notified when the next episode airs. And if this has helped you find financial happiness, please share it. Let's close the gaps, heal the hurts, and put God at the center of our finances. Come visit me at elizabethbrickman.com, where subscribers receive additional content. And thanks to my co-producer and audio engineer, Tyler Harrison.